What is up, Stu? Studies. Happy Tuesday, November 23rd, 2021, and welcome to episode number 159 of The Study Session. I am your host here, Jeremy Ritz. Very grateful to be with you this Thanksgiving week on this Tuesday. Just want to express my gratitude to you and wish you an amazing Thanksgiving week. I hope you have a phenomenal restful time with your family and friends, that you get time to relax and unwind and to be with the people that mean the most to you. Take some time to reflect on your life. It goes by too quickly if we don't stop to take a moment and breathe. So I hope you get to do that. And I also want to express my gratitude to you because I am thankful during this Thanksgiving week for all of you for being supporters of the Still Study, for reading my work, listening to the study sessions, listening to the Still Study podcast. It truly does mean the world to me. So my gratitude to you for that. I would love to connect with you. Please drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. And also give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. Let's connect. Every Saturday I do the Steeler Saturday mailbag on the study session in which I cover all your questions, comments, and feedback on the show. So be sure to send me your thoughts. And I also want to remind everybody of the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, The Still City Insider. That podcast is called The Still City Insider Podcast. We just recorded this morning at the bright and early hour of 5 a.m. Jim and I put together our episode rehashing the game against the Los Angeles Chargers. It was a great conversation. Jim, as always, is insightful. He's got a unique take on the Steelers knows his stuff so be sure to check that out again you can find that at the still city insider it is linked in the show notes jim is good he's a goat he's a goat you hear the names jerry dulac and ned bouchette you gotta put jim wexel up there as well so be sure to check it out and on this tuesday Still some things I want to hit on from the Chargers game, so we're going to get into that. It was also Tomlin Tuesday, so I want to talk a bit about his press conference, if he dropped any nuggets worthy of discussion, so we'll cover some of those items. And we'll start turning our attention towards the Cincinnati Bengals in a game that really is tremendously meaningful, and the Steelers have to be ready to play an outstanding game. So let's get into some of Tomlin's comments. He did mention that possibly Eric Ebron is going to have surgery and he could be out for an extended period of time, potentially the season, which is going to open the door for Kevin Rader. You know my thoughts on the tight end position and what needs to happen there. And Ebron, to his credit, has played 
well in recent weeks, not so much as a blocker. That continues to be his Achilles heel. So that situation is worth monitoring. But it looks like for the time being, it's going to be Freyermuth, Gentry, and Raider as your three tight ends, which lends itself well to running the football. He also talked about the play of Devin Bush and said said that it's been spotty at best and that they want more from him and that Devin wants more from himself. Reference that there is a period of transition in him overcoming that ACL tear, which goes without saying. But it's interesting to see his play referenced in a Tomlin press conference It's something that's being acknowledged. Wonder if the light will just go on for Bush at some point or if it's really, truly just not just a physical limitation as a result of the injury, but also some type of mental limitation, not having the confidence and faith that that knee is going to hold up if he plays at his previous mindset. But just reflecting more deeply on the Chargers game here, you know, there were a lot of nice things that happened on the offensive side of the football that we have to acknowledge in the passing game in particular. The involvement of Deontay Johnson and some of those catches that he made, the big catch and run. He really was just everywhere in that contest and making plays on a consistent basis, showing sure hands. The same thing from Chase Claypool. You have to wonder what would have happened had Roethlisberger led him on that deep pass that would have been a touchdown. But also the fact that they scored as many points as they did in the fourth quarter and totaled 37 points for the game. It shows that this offense has the potential, the capability to score. Now, and if you remember too, from a statistical perspective, the Chargers run defense worse than the league, but their passing defense was decent. And I know that you can't always look at those statistics to forecast out how that matchup will play out with your team. But again, that pass defense was no slouch. And it wasn't that Roethlisberger threw for 400 yards, because he didn't. He threw for 270 and change, which by today's passing standards is... I wouldn't call it pedestrian, but it's decent. But there seemed to be a spark there. Now, whether that was precipitated by the interception by Cameron Sutton, whether it was precipitated by the block punt, there was a motion there that was charging that offense up 
the camaraderie of the team, the momentum. But there was a glimpse of of hope and optimism that this offense could potentially do some damage. If they could bottle that and manufacture that game to game. I still will argue in that contest that they did not give the ball to Najee Harris enough. I believe he only had 12 carries, which is well less than what he should be getting on a consistent basis. He could have been more involved. You go back to the failure in the red zone there when they could have scored. They went for it on all four downs and came away with zero points. If they would have capitalized on that drive, how that would have changed the complexion of the game. But there was some hope shown by the offense. And again, we know that this is a team in development, a team that's growing. And will this continue? Will will this development continue this weekend in Cincinnati? Will we see the passing game continue to gel and to come together and to be explosive? Will we see that? Are we seeing a bit of a resurgence from Ben Roethlisberger in terms of what he can do passing the football? Is he gaining more confidence in those abilities that he has remaining? Have we overestimated how much those abilities have eroded? Is he developing confidence in his receivers more? Is he trusting Johnson more? Is he trusting Claypool at a higher level? Is he trusting Pat Freyermuth at a higher level? And how about Ray Ray McLeod? I have been very vocal in my criticism of McLeod, not just as a return man, but as a receiver, but he has made some decent plays as an auxiliary receiver. He's shown that he can contribute as a wideout. And again, can those things continue to merge and come together as a package? Can some chemistry develop there within that passing game in combination and tandem with that rushing attack? And it really needs to. If ever was there a time where this has to happen, it's now because this seven-game stretch will define this team. It's going to define this team. In order for the Steelers to make the postseason, they're going to have to win at least four of these last seven contests. That will put them at 9-7-1. and one which isn't great. But with the way the rest of the league is playing, 
Nine, seven, and one should be enough to get them into the tournament. As I've said all along, I don't see this team competing for the AFC North crown, even though there is still time to do that. But the margin of error is slim to none. And the more realistic opportunity for them is to make their way into the tournament as a wild card. But they're going to have to win four games. And and if you look at that schedule, two against Baltimore, one against Cincinnati, one against Cleveland, one against Tennessee, one against Kansas City, one against Minnesota. Can you see four wins in there? You can, but they are going to be hard-fought, brutal, knockdown victories. They're not going to come easy. They're not going to come easy, but the potential is there for them to make it happen. And now we need to start shifting our attention over to the Bengals. This is not going to be an easy game. Joe Mixon at running back has been gashing defenses. And with the way the Steelers run defense is played, they better be up for the task. And, oh, yeah, there's that Joe Burrow guy who threw for three touchdowns last game as the Steelers lost 24-10. to And remember Tyler Boyd's comments that the Steelers quit last time? Yep. You remember them. And I'm sure Mike Tomlin remembers them, and I'm sure that entire Steelers team remembers those comments. And studying, 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 studying. That is it. That is the end. That is the conclusion of episode number 159 of the study session. I'm your host here, Jeremy Ritz, on the show. Thanking you so much. My gratitude to all of you for listening. Would love to connect with you. Please drop me a line via email at the still, excuse me, the still study at gmail.com. Give me a follow on Twitter at still study. Would love to connect with you. Check out the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel every Tuesday. New episode is up. It is linked in the show notes. It is called the Still City Insider Podcast. Do yourself a favor. Give it a listen. Jim is amazing. I'll be taking Thanksgiving Day off from the session. So just so you are aware. So that I can too. Rest, relax, recover with the fam. Get my turkey on. Get my lazy on. Get my football on. But I'll be back with you following. And remember, life is beautiful and the black and gold. Peace, everyone.